Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast, your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast. My name is Julie Shively, and I'm the founder of Innovation World and the co-founder of the Global Innovation Field Trip. And I'd like to welcome my co-host, Jake Mendelson, who is the founder of Invent Future Global, the Global Innovation Challenge, and co-founder of the Global Innovation Field Trip. Good morning, Jake. Good morning. Good morning. I was tired before you started that introduction, but now after I realize all these things I'm involved in, I'm exhausted. But this this is going to be great. I'm so happy to be here. We have two wonderful uh, innovators here who are going to tell us about what they've done. So I'm looking forward to that. So let's get started. First, let's um, share a couple of announcements. Um, Let's see the big announcements. Oh, the guests today, by the way, are coming to us because they are top innovators from the National Innovator Challenge, which is put on by Hewitt Learning. Wonderful program where students can enter their apps, ideas, or prototypes. And I think today's guest has a prototype. So we'll we'll let we'll learn more about them in just a few minutes. And I also want to mention that we have the 14-15 October Global Innovation Field Trip coming up. And the Global Innovation Field Trip is a 24-hour online celebration of youth innovation from around the world. And we will have somewhere between 55 and 80 presentations from innovators and program leaders across the world during this 24-hour event. It's crazy and it's exciting and it's inspiring and you've got to plan to be there. Either come in as a presenter um, or come in and watch the program. You can watch it on YouTube at the Global Innovation Field Trip or you can write to, excuse me, not write to, visit globalinnovationfieldtrip.org. Sorry, I'm forgetting my URL. Um, and sign up to be a presenter. We'd love to have you. And so, oh, oh Jake, tell us about the uh, Global Innovation Challenge that's coming up. Yes, actually, and even more exciting is our two uh, innovators today have actually registered for that. Congratulations. This is wonderful. And uh, this is coming up, and the deadline to register is uh, September 10th. 2023. So if you're listening to this and you want to find out more information, if you go to the website invent global, in, sorry, inventfuture.global. Talk about getting confused about websites. Inventfuture.global. You'll see the information about how to register and get involved in this wonderful program. So that's the global level program that our national U.S. national students promoted into. But we, you've invited countries or programs from countries around the world to participate. So our U.S. students will actually meet up with some kids from maybe Chile and maybe uh, China will have some students and um, Indonesia. In fact, the Indonesia group has students from all over the world, too. So theirs will be a mix of other students. And I can't think of the other one. I know that there's at least two or three other countries involved right now, but it's a good time to get your country involved before this deadline hits. Otherwise, you have to wait for a whole other year to get involved. Yeah, we've we've got uh, two dozen countries that uh, are are involved in some level or another. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Well, great. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing our guests at the Global Innovation Challenge. So um, with that, um, I think it's time that we introduced our 
guest. Well, at least I'm going to welcome our guest. I'm going to welcome um, Bo and Stephen, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, tell us where they're from, what grade they're in, and then they can go right in and talk about their innovation. And uh, when they're finished, we'll have a couple of questions for them, I think. It's all yours, guys. Hi, I'm Bo. I'm Stephen. Um, so um, we go to Rayton Elementary. We're going into fourth grade. We live in um, Norwalk, Connecticut, and uh, we made the need a hand. Um, we created this invention because a few months ago, I dislocated and fractured my arm. And when that happened, I couldn't really hold my paper. So I decided I need to help this problem. So that's why we created need a hand. So basically, the need a hand is an elevated board with clips to hold your paper for people that have a disability, fracture, or a sprain, or anything else that um, prevents them from being able to hold their paper. And it, it helps makes it more comfortable on your arm instead of having to write like this, like, like basically like with your arm at an angle, which is, can get un, uncomfortable and um, can cramp up your fingers. Um, we... Um, so basically, we have we do a lot of we have a lot of testimonials, and uh, some of them. One of them was my um, mom. So basically, um, she she said that it was because she hurt her um, wrist at the gym, and the board. She said the board fit perfectly on her desk, and her fingers wouldn't cramp up when she wrote because she works at home and she does a lot of writing. And our, she said that helped a lot. Our second testimonial was my orthopedist, Dr. Mark Sojin. He said that it was very good and that his clients would be really helpful to them because he's a hand orthopedist. And that is really well. And it, he tried it out himself and it really sticks to the desk and it doesn't move. And he, he said, even if you don't have a cast on, you can really see how it helps. Okay, so our process basically was we had our first prototype, which was basically just the board with clips and then a little like a pad at the bottom to prevent to try to prevent it from slipping. But um, so basically the clips would touch the table and, and they would like lift the board up so it wouldn't really work because it would like wobble everywhere. So we made our second prototype, which is basically. Um, blocks with the board and the clips which just elevated it but it still slid around the table so we finished it with these non-stick um grips and that is our final prototype um so a lot of people so so we plan on marketing this product and we also have a close competitor and our close competitor is er is ergo right they um, have two main issues. The first one is that they only have one clip at the top, which means that once you get down to the bottom of the paper, it sucks around a lot. And even in their marketing picture, the boy who's using it is holding the paper. And um, so we also six point um, six million people fracture or break a bone around this, like around your um, shoulder to uh, the tips of your fingers area 
And um, so that's, that's why our, our product we think will sell very well. We think that we're going to make a renting program for people that don't have health insurance or don't have the money to afford it. They can do a renting program for about um, 10 to $15 a month, depending on how long you're going to use it. Can I jump in with a couple of questions yeah. since you kind of seem to be at a little bit of a yeah, break I'm here? pretty much done. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it sounded like you were kind of in between yeah. figuring out where to go with it. So um, I just want to say, first of all, you've thought of a lot of different aspects of this and, and how it can help people. Six million breaks doesn't even count all the carpal tunnel syndrome out there in the world. So I don't know if that's what's wrong with your mom's wrist or arm is she might have carpal tunnel from using it um, and you, on a keyboard so often. But I would imagine that would be helpful. And, and you might consider finding out the stats on the number of um, people who have carpal tunnel syndrome, because I think that would be just that much more you're adding to the benefit of your program. So it's all about the angle of your arm. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that what the board well, does? It's, it's like, it's basically like, it's not, it's not much about the angle. It's most, it's a lot about like holding it down, but it does help with the angle because if it's, it's elevated, so you can rest your arm like this. If it wasn't, you'd have to like, basically put your like like on the angle because you you have a cast on or something might have happened and it like it's on the ground so it might cramp up fingers because whatever happens uh, so I'm, I'm watching the video and i can't see what you're demonstrating and anyone who's listening to it on the audio certainly can't so can you describe what it is you have made and how it works okay so basically it's a board which is elevated, there's clips on both sides. So you hold, so it holds the paper for you, elevated off the desk. So when you, so the paper doesn't slip around at all because with, if you don't use it and it's on the table per se, and you use it, it'll slip around way more. So basically it's elevated with these blocks. So you have these blocks that are attached to the board, the corners of the board which is then attached to these nonstick grips, which elevates it and prevents it from slipping around on the desk. So is yeah. it portable? So would the user take it with them to school and home and to wherever yeah. they want to go where they might write? Yes, we are. It is portable, but we are also planning to make, do something with the uh, caravan, um, which basically carabiner, which basically you can attach it to your backpack and it'll just hang off it while you eat. When you, when you bring it around school, if you need to use it doing school, school work. Nice. So are these like one size fits all or will one they come in different sizes? If you're, you know, I would imagine adult man's arm would be a lot larger than a kindergartner's arm. So how do you account for the different sizes? Just make different paper. It's all about the like paper, paper size. size. Yeah. Like paper size. So, I yeah. see. Okay. And paper's pretty standard yeah. in size. Okay. Is the angle adjustable? If I want to put it at a different angle, can I do that? Um, no. You, but it's like, it's basically, it's around, it's a, around a good angle. It's not adjustable. That's something we do need to work on. But yeah, so far, it's not. It's not.
adjustable. That could be helpful because depending on what kind of injury you have and how they've casted it or wrapped it, you might need to have a different angle. Even the same person might need a different angle through their therapy or their getting well because they may have different apparatuses on their arm at different times. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. It's great that you checked with your orthopedist. I think that's a good move to have somebody, some professional out there that is willing to say, I think this is great and you should keep moving forward with it. What mm -hmm. did you find was the biggest challenge as you went through this whole invention process? The biggest challenge for me and possibly Stephen, I don't know, was like basically like building it like on our own mostly like because we, we we trying to like figure out what would work and just that or like the process was the hardest like that in the process building uh, yeah i think the hardest thing was probably finding like we kept adding on and thinking on how to add on because like it was we had a very hard time building onto our prototypes that's yeah, that that's because from our, like, when our clips would elevate to get to prototype two, from prototype one, and from prototype two to our final prototype, prototype three. And, and was there ever a time in this process you felt like kind of just giving up or changing and doing something different? And if not, well, how did you, how did you keep going on it? What inspired well, you to keep going? We kept going because we were actually, like, like, continuing, like, we didn't, like, we never like we passed through the levels, so we thought, "Wow, this invention is really good." So we should keep working on it to make it even better. So that's that's that that's why we kept going and didn't give up, and we never we never really wanted to give up. That's great. I could see these in in schools where a school would lend it to a student in a classroom. I could see it at therapy, anywhere that there's therapy. You know, even if you just go to the doctor and you have to sign in, you know, mm -hmm. do things like that, yeah. they could have an elevated uh, need a hand at the doctor's office sitting yeah. there for people to give. For even children, we have, we're thinking to um, sell it to children's hospitals because um, um, children's hospitals, they, they have um, some problems, most a lot of problems because they're at the hospital, of course. And um, so basically, so um, it's, they will be there for two or three of them are there in the building for them to use whenever they need. And, yeah. and tell, tell me again, I'm sorry, Bo, tell me again how it affixes to the desk or the table. So, so there are some grips that we have super glued to the bottom of blocks and like it just doesn't move like it's very both it's because when you're putting your your when your hand on it you're also kind of pushing down hand, a little bit you push it's pushing down it's, and also with that pressure the non-stick will will um will will let it slide so i'm curious there. have you had somebody who had was casted up um, or had an injured arm or hand try to put the grips on is is it a struggle for them to affix it to a table or a desk it's not because it just you you just, you just have to push it up push it, it down. down you just like it on flop, done. that's it is it like suction to it 
No, no, it's, it's just, just it just won't move. It's, it's like, like it just doesn't. It's like yeah, the grips. Once you apply a little bit of pressure, it just won't move. Okay. Until you take your hand off. Mm-hmm. So what what would you do if you had all the resources in the world? What would you do next to improve it or change it? Um, we'd probably do the carabiner thing, or we'd try to make it folded in half, or like so it's oh, um, a lot more affordable, or like um, basically what you, you guys said. So basically, we can have it adjustable. Maybe that. Yeah. So for different injuries, like you said. Or we might make the stickiness a little bit better, and we might make it into a bit of a suction. So yeah, we just have to apply a little bit of pressure so it can really be fastened. So, because sometimes, because to help if you if to so you don't accidentally just push it off, and you just slides around. So yeah. You know, I like the idea that you, you're thinking about um, also making them available at places to rent. I think that's the empathy showing. You know, empathy is what drove you to create this innovation, and you're continuing along and, and using empathy as you've designed it to um, think about how you're going to market it and, and get it out there. And, and um, it's nice to offer something. I have a pair of crutches upstairs where my son had surgery. I have a walker upstairs when he had surgery, one of those little tub chair things Now you had to go buy all of those things that he was going to use for two weeks and you know and then you have them so it's nice to think about having something like that you can rent and give back and you know depending on the material that you're going to use in the end maybe it's something that's easy to clean or sterilize so that you can take it from consumer to consumer and not worry about it transporting any kind of germs or anything with it yeah that that sounds totally right. <laughs> I like to be totally right every now and then, and it doesn't happen often, so I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Jake, do you have any other questions? Uh, yes, I just have one, one question. I, I don't have a, a broken hand or anything else, but I do have a deck in my backyard, and I've got a wonderful table, and on wonderful summer days in the morning, I like to take my portable computer out there and, and do some work, but I can't because it's too windy and papers blow around. So would this be something that would help me also? Yes. It definitely could. You can um, just put the papers, clip them to it's the heavy enough. It won't fly away. Yeah. It'd Great idea, Jake. Well, I have this wonderful deck and I can't use it when it's too windy. Yeah. Now all you need to do is make a, something to put over your uh, PC screen so that you can see it better outside. Sometimes it's pretty hard to see on those outside. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys going to do next? Are you are you think you'll invent again together? And have you thought of things since you've done this invention along the way you thought, oh, we should invent this as well? We, we, uh, we want to continue with this yeah. as far as we can. Yeah. Yeah. We want to continue with the need to hand as far as we can go. Good. That's wonderful. Well, I congratulate you on all the progress you've made. Did you go through the Connecticut Invention Convention, Ohio? What, what con- in convention convention were you in? Um, the Connecticut one. Connecticut, very good. That's a great program. Um, and we're so happy to hear that you went through the National Innovator Challenge too and getting ready to go through the Global Innovation Challenge. It's quite an accomplishment. Um, 
one last thing I want to ask you guys, and I ask all of my guests this, all my young guests this anyway, is, um, and it kind of helps me get a view into your insights a little bit. If you could go to lunch with anybody in the whole world, anybody at all, who would you go to lunch with and why? Oh, Living or dead. Living or dead. Right? Well, you, they could be somebody who's passed, but you'd go to lunch with them when they were still alive. How about right. that? Right. <laughs> no yeah. zombies at the table. So I'd go to lunch with Albert Einstein because I'm really into his theories and stuff and like his, the theories he's created. I think they're very interesting. That's probably what I'd do. What, what age do you think you'd want to meet Albert Einstein at? When he was a kid, or when he was an adult, old man? What do you think? I would think be it's more of like a probably because that's when he had most of his things. What interesting conversations you might have with him. How about you, Bo? Um, I would go, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln maybe, like because like he um was a president and I just want to know what it's kind of like to be to have to be able to like change the world and be in that position. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe someday you'll have that opportunity, not to meet Abraham Lincoln, but to for you to be in that position where you can think about sharing it with all the young people who want to know how it feels to be Bo, how it feels to be a famous inventor with your friend Stephen and, you know, looking back on what it was like when you're young. I guess I came up with one more question. If you were talking to a classroom of students that has have not yet invented anything or don't even really understand the innovation process yet what would you tell them to inspire them to to think about doing what you guys did um i if they if if they to inspire them i'd say like look how far we got we did we, we went through all of this we kept going we didn't give up and it was a lot of fun yeah i'd probably tell them that if you don't give up you'll always succeed Good words to live by, guys. Good, good job. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're really excited that you were here, and we can't wait for our wider listening audience to be able to hear what you have to say. Um, and and it's just wonderful what you've done, and we'll be cheering you on at the Global Innovation Challenge coming up soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so just a couple announcements to make before we close the show. Again, if you're interested in being a presenter at the Global Innovation Field Trip on October 14th and 15th, write to global in, or go to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org. You can learn more about it and click on uh, sign up to present and you can become a presenter or just decide to watch. Mark it on your calendar, that 24-hour event. It will start at noon Eastern U.S. time. That's the same as New York time on Saturday the 14th, and it will end on Sunday the 15th. And that's just for this Global Innovation Field Trip. I know Jake's gonna mention this, if I don't, we actually have these once a quarter. So we have one every January, April, April, July, and October. So if you can't make it to this gift program, make it to the next one, it's fine with us. But wait, wait, wait a minute, Julie, that sounds fantastic, but but what does it cost to present a gift? It costs nothing to present and it costs nothing to watch other than the time that you want to take to put into it. That's it. Thank you for reminding me, Jake. 
And so one last plug for the um, Global Innovation Challenge. If you have students that you're working with who are innovators and you want to get involved, um, please reach out to inventfuture.global and find out if you can sign up for this year's program and get your students involved. The deadline for that is September 10th. And that's a wrap for us, I think, Jake. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org.